0: Offered. and um, we could send emails out to everybody but when we when we need to ask the network to come together um, nothing beats being able to hear it um, directly when everybody else is hearing it <clears throat> and um, I felt <clears throat> led as I prayed this afternoon to ask our network to join together in prayer, in a in a fast for our country, <clears throat> and um, I I really don't remember a time when I could see the hand of the enemy working in such very systematic ways is what I'm seeing now. What we're all seeing. I've never. I've never seen a a national demonstration of unclean spirits, where the measure of resistance and blocking momentum and trying to bring stoppage uh, with all kinds of means is being exerted. I mean, it is. You see, we we really do need to step away from uh, political party lines. And recognize a symptom, a series of symptoms that are touching our country as a whole. And we who are pneumaticaus people, can recognize the, um, the modus operandi of these spirits. And um, they somehow are, have gained have gained uh, a rooting in the hearts and lives of people and um, people may think that we're going to adopt this strategy and then they do it but what they're really doing is applying a doctrine of demons and you know recently we've seen oh well not just recently but over the past couple of years such um such measures of operation of the prince of the power of the air with children of wrath and um destructive ways of um disdaining authority and disdaining the rule of government and um uh you can you can just see the operation of it the the mindset the uh the tactic of almost a brainwashing and wrath and twisting of passions poured into it and it's 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 just there and this this whole business of resistance and blocking and you know protesting to where no matter what no matter what's brought forward by the government we're going to we're going to be <clears throat> visibly standing against it and um trying to slow it to a halt and to break it. You just see point by point this is this is a tactic of unclean spirits and um you know it's it's i heard something today that <clears throat> throughout many of the branches of our government there are still many people who openly are resisting what this current government is wanting to do and they have started using encrypted apps to not only ridicule the new administration but to devise ways internally to mess up whatever they're trying to do even in in um interdepartmental communications and the like and um you know i I really think though that the enemy is he's testing he's probing he's maneuvering on a national basis towards towards how he wants to act. In future in the things that the Bible says he's going to try to do against the work of God and the people of God and um, it's it's really a, a sad thing strife where strife is there's every evil work that's brought in and the, the fomenting of strife itself is wicked you know how many scriptures if we started to list them Uh, live peaceable with all men pray for those who are in rule over you all of those things that that the scripture clearly says are being broken and and you know really at the heart of any disturbance or disruption against leadership is the satanic rebellion and in that there's there's a measure of fueling of his system that is brought about by these kinds of things and, you know, I, I know that neither political party is, is pure, but there are some things that I know God wants to accomplish through this current administration. And um, when all this static and all this craziness is going on, not only is there a, a blockage of the freedom to maneuver, but there's also a, um, there's an irritation and an agitation that can very easily draw off the, the priorities of the leadership. And um, I just, I just, you know, so many things that happen over these past few weeks, as I sit and pray about them, I recognize the fingerprints of the enemy because he did these same things against us. When we felt we were going to move ahead with the Lord, we didn't call it draining the swamp, but we said we're going to seek God and we're going to stop playing church and we're going to be saints. So many of these things we saw, we lived, no matter what we said, no matter what scripture you brought, no matter how you taught the thing, no matter how sweet the presence of the Lord was, it just almost irritated certain parties. And I'm not going to go back and revisit that, but what I'm saying is we've seen these same tactics over and over again, and we will see them in great detail in future. And I think that when we are sent, As uh, governmental ministers in future which many many people have seen um, we're going to see these tactics when we come into the land where either believers or government officials have asked us to come and we're going to need to be able to identify it and proclaim what needs to be done to break it and so I think that the main thing we need to do is not keep hitting, you know, I think it would be good to declare uh, that the the spirit of blockage and unclean agendas would be broken. You know, remember, unclean spirits are akathartos. They are those blockages, and that's what they do. Everywhere there was a new beginning in Jesus' ministry, you'd see an unclean spirit rise up to try to draw the momentum away, to try to take, um, take the, uh, uh, the focus off of what Jesus was wanting to do and to really cause the passion of the moment and the, what the spirit was there to do to be lost because it was either ignored or squandered. And we see that tactic when we taught about unclean spirits, we saw it over and over again in the Bible. And you see that. You see that there are a lot of things that need to be done in this country that are priorities. And I could start listing them off, but one of the priorities is how we're going to be dealing as a nation in the Middle East. And right now, when you've got Iran, which is Babylon you know, that it was either going to be Iraq or Iran, but, you know, they're pretty much absorbing each other's territory. You see them rising up and just, you know, that the their Ayatollah said today that we've been given two gifts. We've been given funding, which our previous administration was very kind to them. And we've been given this newcomer who is helping us to um what was the word he used to pu- to publicize the need for Muslims to unite and i don't think he's doing that <laughs> but um this this force is is going to be used to try to strike against israel and us and a lot, some of the things that i one thing i always tell other nations when we're out in ministry is You know so many so many people so many in the church are very messianic minded but they also cast a dim view on America strange mix and I said the next time you see any kind of protest against Israel look and see if Uncle Sam is not also hanging right beside the the Star of David it doesn't just say death to Israel it says death to America those two are inseparable And over the past number of years, uh, our country has been at odds with Israel very openly. And so that is a main thing that we need to be focusing on because I think while the enemy's got us busy over here and preoccupied with biased judges and federal, federal rulings and, you know, arguing over some ridiculous thing, which I... I really wish our current president had been a pastor for a while or would start listening to some of the pastors that seem to be clamoring all around him you, you can't deal politically you can as a businessman with business but you cannot deal with the mindset of the public as a businessman you cannot do it because you just can't get up there and say whatever you darn well please you can't just get up there and lay into people there's a way you can say the same thing where you diffuse the situation, and that needs to be learned because it's just strife on strife. And Ronald Reagan was great at that. Um, but um, you know, I just I, I remember the story, one of the stories <laughs> that his son told at uh, Reagan's funeral. I don't know if any of you watched that funeral. It was really entertaining. <clears throat> he was telling about how his dad had launched some program that had the whole country up in arms. I mean, I forget what it was. It's, it's not germane to this moment, but people were furious. They were protesting. They were just being vulgar in their expressions toward him. And it was early on in his presidency. It may have been right before he was shot. And so <clears throat> his son was got in the presidential limousine with, his dad and they were driving away from someplace and Ronald Reagan had just <coughs> had just um, <laughs> had just said something in the last speech about, you know, we're, we're going to initiate this program and you know it's going to be great for America. and we just really like for you to be able to acknowledge that in the streets. If you see us moving by, just wave and and we'll know that you're behind us and so no sooner they got in the limousine they pulled out from this place there was a guy that was standing there and he didn't wave he just waved one finger and i think you know what that was and everybody in the car was just aghast at this because it was right up at the window and reagan just smiled and he said well i ask everyone to wave acknowledgement see it's working and he just would defuse things. And, you know, um, but, but the point is, is that we as saints, we know that not just with the Middle East, but in so many other ways, our country is in need of a lot of help. And right now there is unrest, there's blockage, there's resistance, there's defiance, there's strife. And it's organized in a way that is unlike anything that we've really seen and we're only 2 weeks into the presidency so we do see that <clears throat> this nation is under warfare and you see the forces of the council of 7 coming against what god wants to do here and so we need to <clears throat> we need to lay claim the authority God has given us on this continent and we need to go before the Lord and ask him to put a stop to to scatter the enemy we're not going to be able to drive him out all the way because people are gonna want people want the enemy you know I don't understand that but many of them do You you can't force somebody to be saved you can't force somebody to be delivered you can't force a hog not jump into the mire. So <clears throat> it's, just, it's just the way it is. I mean, you can bind and rebuke something all day long, but if somebody doesn't want to be free, you're not going to make them free. And there are people that are absolutely devoted to the demonic intent for this nation and for the world. And I believe they recognize very clearly what's going on. It's not about Trump. It's not about this policy or that policy or the uh, department heads. It's about what we're talking about, entrenching the principalities and powers of darkness so that uh, darkness will be upon the land and gross darkness the people. So we we need to do something over these next few weeks in this month of the evangelist. So, <clears throat> what I felt the Lord wanted us to do was on Saturday and Sunday, each week through the end of this month, we need to offer a sackcloth fast. I see many of you are already doing it, but we need to we need to dress in black, and we need to humble ourselves, and each of us needs to um if, if God tells you to do something, don't eat this, eat this, there may be prophetic directive regarding that, but particularly for Saturday and Sundays through the end of this month, we need to offer a sackcloth fast before God. And remember what the sackcloth was for. It was for turning the darkness to light, to drive away the darkness and welcome the light, to repent. To ask God to honor his intention as opposed to what might be going on in the government as opposed to what might be going on in the enemy camp it's really a humility to ask God to withhold judgment and to give opportunity for <clears throat> his agenda to be known we've it's been so long since we've taught on this but You remember that's what the Ninevites did when uh, Jonah came, and they they even put sackcloth on their animals, which still kind of is kind of funny to me. But um, you remember even after Elijah um, had the big encounter on the mountaintop, and he told God that you know just take me away, you know I don't want to be here anymore. Even at that point, after that, Ahab called a sackcloth fast, and God said, This this wicked king, this wicked king and his wicked wife, God said, Look at him. He is he's offering sackcloth. And God relented of the thing that he was going to do at that moment. Now it didn't. Ahab, he didn't stay in that mode and subsequently was judged and removed. But you know there are many other instances of sackcloth and how that God you know when, when the angel of the Lord <coughs> was destroying Jerusalem because David numbered the people David called the people to sackcloth fast and God saw that and stop the hand of the angel. And so, for whatever reason in the heart of God, such a fast touches him. If it is ordered by him and it's obediently offered, such a fast will have an effect. Now, I think what we also need to be praying for is that when these enemy forces are confronted by the hand of God and stopped, we need to be asking God as well that there would be an impartation of wisdom for the leadership that's in place so that they won't shoot themselves in the foot and that they'll accomplish the agendas that God wants to have accomplished. And um, I, um, I just believe that, There are things that God wants to accomplish that many, many churches and many, many people prayed about over these past two years. And um, we knew that during this last election that God was giving the church a respite and that it was time, a brief window, a brief opportunity to accomplish some things that would maybe quell the onslaught of the enemy agenda. We need to take full, ad- full advantage of this moment. And, you know, the one thing about the enemy is that he recognizes his time is short. You know the Bible says that w- once he does that, he moves, perilous times come. Those are ravenous times. And the enemy will come with great ferocity knowing that his time is short. He recognizes the timetable. And he still thinks he's going to win, but... Um, You know, I would think that he recognizes his time is short, so it's a slash-and-burn policy. He probably recognizes that the time is short, so he's thinking, like the Patriots, we've got to get down there and we've got to score every time because we can turn this. We can turn this. The enemy does not realize that he's he's not going to win. He doesn't. And so he is pressing... And, um, he is, he is very, very much ferocious in this time. You know, in France is in the same, is in the same boat. Their elections right now are coming up and their scandal. There are many of the same factors that are in play in our country. And I know that, you know, I was talking to Luke and Sylvie the other day and, um, it 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 must just irritate the french to no end that they're having to deal with the same kind of influences that the united states is dealing with but that's there and god wants to move in western europe england is is on the on the cusp god wants to awaken that apostolic mission for one more burst of of missionary enthusiasm and we we just need to, <clears throat> as a people, go before the throne and offer this sackcloth unto the Lord. You may want to go back through the scriptures and read some of the passages that speak about the sackcloth fast. I don't really remember, forgive me, which book I wrote about this in. It may have been in The Fast of Meekness. There may be a chapter there. But... Um, The point always is that we need to offer this and it's just disgusting it's disgusting in the spirit realm you can see the enemy you know I can see people talk I didn't used to be able to see the presence of the demonic on television you know I can see things and sense indicators of demonic involvement in the natural but usually on television you know it's just you, you really can't, but I can hear people saying things almost with the same intonation that I've heard demons say, the same phrases. I can see their eyes flash and flicker in ways when they're, when they're releasing things, and people just are swallowing it up, and you think, man, they're in training right now. This is their boot camp for the time of the end. And, you know, it really does. I always wondered how in the book of Revelation it says when Satan is loosed from uh, his bonds after the thousand years he's enslaved, that the people will follow him as the sands of the sea, and they'll surround the camp of the saints. I thought, what in the world? How can that be? The millennium will have been here. You know, all of the things that we as saints have enjoyed in the Lord for a thousand years. That's a long time. And there will be sufficient people who will submit to the enemy after that thousand year period. That's strange. So there are people that just suck it up and just buy into it just as Eve did. And we, we recognize we're in a war. We, we recognize we're in battle, but for the sake of what we believe God wants to accomplish in this brief window of time, we cannot let the enemy rob the opportunity that God has placed. We cannot allow there to be prince of the power of the air that just disturbs every city. We cannot allow there to be rebellion against leadership in, in cities across this nation, openly defying the rule of, of order. We cannot allow unclean spirits to roam freely through the houses of Congress and um, throughout many different courts in the land. I mean, it's just amazing. I know it's a strategy, but it sure is a strategy that it, off, the, off Satan's playbook We've studied it. We see it. And, you know, I know that there have been things that people have done in the past um, history of this country. Uh, I remember reading about um, when Roosevelt was putting the New Deal together, how that um, the Republican leadership and many, there were a lot of, It was a guy named Wallace who was... Uh, a communist and they were coming against the new deal and roosevelt <coughs> had to shift some things and rename what he wanted to do to get it through and even uh, andrew jackson had major battles against the previous administration and uh, there've been some things in american history that have shown the ugly side of politics but this is more than that. This is widespread on a national and international basis. It's so well organized that it is that it is orchestrated by Beelzebub himself. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. In fact, I saw um, I I saw I forget which leader it was that was talking, and this this opposition leader said three phrases that I've heard Beelzebub say to me on a number of occasions, even with the same, it was almost like an imitation. And I thought, man, do you know who's talking through you? Do you know who's saying these things? Or are you feeling the invigoration of this fallen principality that has still a measure of great capacity. Are are you feeling so demoralized and defeated as a party that you're willing to accept anything to battle it? Because you are parroting these words and these catchphrases. So anyway, I'm not saying that the Republicans or the Libertarians or the the know-nothings, I'm not saying that that anybody else is pure. But what I am saying is that you're, you're just seeing, you're seeing principalities move rampantly through our country, and many American citizens are just marching right along. And it's such a vile thing. So again, Issachar recognizes the times and knows what need to happen amongst the people of God. There are things that God wants to accomplish for our country and for the base of what we as saints are going to need to move forward. We're still going to move forward, but this is something God's provided and we can't let the enemy steal it. We just can't let him defile it. And so um, we're we're just gonna offer this sackcloth fast and ask God to arise and give um, orchestrate scenarios and pour out wisdom so that the things that he wants to get done will be done and that he will specifically put wise counsel around leadership that they will not go down pathways that will lead to destruction, or at the very very least, Detract from the pathway they should be on, you know what I mean? so i 'll say it for the fifth time now. Saturday and Sunday, for the rest of this month, we need to be wear black, dark clothing as an offering as a prophetic offering before God, and we also need to let the spirit of the Lord um, Tell us what else he wants us to do. There may be prophetic things that you're supposed to offer. You know, you, you, may, eat, um, you may go to a Daniel-type fat. I don't know what God's going to ask you to do. But anyway, so we asked the, the network to join in this. And um, regardless of your political affiliation or your belief about one party or the other, I think that everybody would agree that we don't want Satan and his cohorts to be establishing themselves in such vile ways before the time. Amen? So, um, you know, and here's one factor. How is this spiritually? Let's say that the enemy, um, let's say that there are some Apostle Paul's that God wants to touch when their soul and cause them to be um, turned for the kingdom. And if the enemy can occlude what environment God wants to do that in, those people may not be in the place that they should be. And they might miss that visitation, you know? God can do what he wants to do, but I know enough about people to know that it doesn't take much to upset their apple cart. It doesn't take much to get people to miss the timing of the Lord. You know, there should be a lot of inner-city ministries that are awakening. You know, one of the things that... The Trump administration did was that regardless of what the NAACP or people reading letters from Coretta Scott King Trump met with a great number of African-American pastors and leaders a great number of them and they made a pledge and a commitment that they were going to work in concert with the White House to go into inner city neighborhoods and preach the gospel and with some federal funding, with some federal assistance, open up ways where young people can be given a better opportunity and in conjunction with these pastors, turn their life to the Lord. That needs to be in Chicago, in Cleveland, in Detroit. I don't know if you heard uh, Jim Brown, some of you remember who Jim Brown was. You know, he played for the Cleveland Browns, came out of Syracuse University in the 60s, arguably the greatest running back ever in the NFL. He was in uh, The Dirty Dozen. He was in that movie. Some of you never seen it, but Ava's seen it, so I'm, I'm all right. Um, <laughs> I've seen it, Ava. I've seen it. <clears throat> but he's like 80, I don't know, he's 85 now. And he met with the president and, and he pledged that he would help to go into these inner cities and talk to the grandparents and the parents who know him and get them to stand alongside these, these, these aims to reach into that city. Because if you just go in there blind, you may not have support. And if somebody that's an icon like that, can go in and get grandpa and pop and say, look, we're going to stand, we're going to turn this community around, then you've got, you've got an indigenous group. And <clears throat> the one thing about it is I saw him interviewed after this, and he was being interviewed by this guy, and he said, well, you know, I'm old. And he said, I've never been afraid to stand up to anybody. People been afraid of me more times than not. But he said, "You wouldn't believe the kinds of things that people have threatened me with since I met with the president and agreed to help him." And he said, um, "You know, I just told him I won't say what he told him, but he said I have few years left, and I want to see, I want to see our cities turned around." And he said, "I'm willing to go." There are a lot of these kinds of things, and if. <clears throat> This could easily be uprooted, and we need the African American church to awaken in this country. we have How many times have we said that? How many times have we fasted over the years? That the sleeping giant in this country is the African American church who know how to pray, who know how to believe, and we need to see people begin to be changed. And you know, once that happens, a lot of the rhetoric is going to be hollow. and but But the hundreds and thousands of young people that God not only wants to change their life, but many of them he wants to turn into warriors for the kingdom, that opportunity could easily be squandered if this nation is absorbed in all kinds of other things. And you throw out a couple of more things that just kind of, Um, Irritate the African American community. You know what I mean? And so that's just one thing. God wants to move amongst the inner city people. And um, He wants to raise up a mighty army there. And, you know, I think Ben Carson, who is a Seventh day Adventist, but has a relationship with Jesus, uh, he's a good man i think in his department uh, has he been has he been ratified yet is he i don't i don't i don't think he has but i don't think they're going to touch him i think he's just going to fly right by because it would be anti-climactic it would be anti their agenda to come against him but i think he can be instrumental in this you know i don't care what their church is called as long as they know Jesus, and as long as they will be a people of prayer, so that's just one thing that um, is the enemy's trying to stir up. And you have, I've become, I've become bold my old age here. You have like Maxine Waters, who's a representative from California. She's standing up saying that she's asking her people to impeach the president, and then she said. You know, he's hanging around with Putin who just invaded Korea. (laughs) I heard it. She meant Crimea. But then I heard Nancy Pelosi call Trump President Bush. So, you know, it's all swinging away. But, you know, the point is is that what, what happens in a lot of you know, an obstacle is always, remember what we said, tell me if we didn't hear this, Michael Brown taught us this. When God begins to move, one of the chief opponents is going to be those who have power in the last move, because they don't want to lose their power. We saw that here at this church. And so being political in a lot of those inner cities is big big power and big money, and they don't wanna lose that. They don't wanna lose that. They, they, they don't want to, even for the sake of people coming and getting their life in order. So I guess what I'm saying, there, there's a number of these topics that I could go off on, but we just really need to offer this sackcloth fast And we need to believe that God is going to stop these principalities that are freely moving past their bounds. And that God will arise to accomplish what he has ordained to have done in these these precious years. And that um, the enemy will be scattered. Um, We need to believe for that. And again, there are a number of other agendas that need to be brought forward and and rectified, but um, that's just one of them. That's just one of them. But see, the the media is not picking up on the even Fox isn't talking about all these African American pastors that have been have met with Trump and who are spirit-filled people and who say we will pledge our church to support. We'll pledge our church to do this, and and to do that and. Um, that is something that God wants to use. And we can't allow there to be an unclean blockage. And uh, so, anyway, for the sixth time, the last Saturday and Sunday, this is just something I felt a couple hours ago, so I haven't had time to put it up on the website. Um, We need to offer sackcloth to the Lord. And um, on the Saturday and Sunday, Um, of the rest of this month. And then we're going to offer a different kind of fast in leading up to the seminar once March hits. Okay? One of my favorite pictures is one time we took a team into uh, the first Saints Network seminar in France, and everybody wore black. It was so funny looking. But it was powerful. I think France was touched by that. And um, <laughs> then there was a, there was this lady that is an evangelist from Quebec who somebody had told her what we had done, and she said, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know if that's of God or not. Didn't the Ku Klux Klan dress in black?" <laughs> I thought, stay in your own country, lady. Stay in your own country. That's just goofy. Just goofy. Isn't that funny? She knew just enough English to be dangerous. When she would speak, instead of saying, I want, she'd always say, me want. (laughs) Well, anyway. Father as your network your family of saints offers this to you let it accomplish what you want it to accomplish if there's anything further that we need to do as individuals let our hearts be open to hear it and if there are things that um, you want of us as a network beyond this let let it be clearly known we just want what you want and um, you know I'm not asking for you to do anything with either political party I'm just saying Satan does not have a right to move through here in these principality move maneuvers he it's before the time and he's trying to snuff out what you have ordained to have done so it's got to stop and we are your saints and this is a training for us too this is training for your people it's 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 el shaddai walking amongst your people and we thank you for it in Jesus name amen <clears throat> you know you have a sheet in front of you here where i uh i listed this and <clears throat> i i think that it's is something that i I think we need to wrap our mind around a little bit because the primary names of God in the Old Testament do align with the seven spirits, which you would think they would since God's seven spirits are his person and the names that we've studied um, are um, demonstrations of various aspects of his purpose. And I was blessed by um, what God had us share this past sunday regarding el shaddai and the the power that is resident in that name as him being the destroyer him being the waster him being the spoiler him being that power uh, as we walk with him in training in paths of obedience and i almost taught tonight on a further extension of that but i I elected to save that for the seminar that's coming. But I will just say this, if you if you were to go and look at the various times where the Bible says that we're under the shadow of His wing, um, remember in Psalm 91, we looked at on Sunday, we're under the, the wing, the shadow of the Almighty's, uh, Adon, uh, uh, the shadow of Shaddai wing, and we saw that the the power of God during the day of the Lord is is shaddai we saw that very clearly and so there is a there is there is the lord who's training us as we walk through the wilderness but he's training us to be alongside him when his power is released against wicked people groups, wicked nations, um, it's gonna be an astounding thing. And I was looking at, I said I wasn't gonna teach on this, I'll just give you a little preview. It's kind of like a movie trailer. Um, Remember when um, the first Passover came and the sprinkling of the blood was first used on the doorpost and the lintel and God was preserving the the people of of Israel but he was destroying the firstborn of that preeminent nation uh, preeminent civilization of the world remember what happened when the people were hidden there under the power of the sprinkling of the blood the destroyer went through and devoured all the firstborn there was the destroyer while the people of God were hidden and you see that concept over and over again where God hides us, Shaddai hides us under the shadow of his wing while there is great devastation and warfare that is going on. And, and one of the passages that was so powerful was that the Lord has me at his right hand and I dwell there under the shadow of his wing. You know, God doesn't have 50 wings When the Bible clearly identifies that Shaddai is the wing that provides the shadow, then we need to recognize that hiding under the shadow of his wing is not avoidance, but it is being hid there while the power of God is released. And we're going to be seeing more and more illustrations and examples of this because that's the way God moves. So we'll have a much broader teaching about that coming in a couple of weeks. But here you have the seven spirits, and I just think we can go from top to bottom. Um, Spirit of truth and sonship could align with many things. But I think more than anything, it, it, it aligns with, jehovah our righteousness that on that seventh dimension we are looking forward in righteousness and god is saying will you believe that i want to do this thing next in the new day and we as sons are saying yes we'll believe we're your friends we are we're your children and we'll go with you into the new day Righteousness righteousness Is that vision of God for the new that if we believe it, it constitutes us as being his his allies and his friends. And that that aligns with the plan of God right there perfectly. The spirit of glory of God, that's Elohim and Jehovah. We've taught on that at the last seminar, to where we are (coughs) excuse me, we're in his heart. He's touching us there in the secret place. And he is really equipping us for what he wants us to do in representation of, his, um, of what his plan is wanting to accomplish. And that, that's a wonderful thing. And then you have the saints the spirit of holiness and saintliness, and this just perfectly aligns with Adonai because Adonai has structure. It is the ranking. It's the people being where they're supposed to be, doing what they're supposed to do as the the army of the Lord to accomplish his task, and the saints would need this. The saints must be doing what they're commissioned to do and to do it with great fervor. This was, David loved to meditate on God, but this is one of his favorite words. He loved He loved this demonstration of Adonai. <laughs> then you have the spirit of life supply and prophecy, and this is personified in Jesus. You know, he is... Spirit of Prophecy is the testimony of the Lord. And there you have Yeshua. To be willing to do whatever God wants done and to commit your life to it. To commit your your existence to it. (coughs) And then you have Jehovah Rophe there where we commit ourselves to the healing of God. Whatever needs to be accomplished according to God's plan so that restoration occurs and that's really what healing is. It's restoration of the perfect plan of God. And and so you have that combination of the saints. And I think that's, I wondered when God first said to me, you know, you need to put the spirit of life, supply, and prophecy together. Healing is, should be in there too. We said that originally. But then is the identity of the saints and the restoration of God and the, I'm the Lord that healeth thee. And all those teachings came. It just shined the light on how it was called that, why it was all grouped together that way. Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Remember, wisdom takes light into the darkness. And this lines up with what we've been talking about with El Shaddai. It's El Shaddai that gives understanding. We read that on Sunday. Excuse me. apologize about that so I don't need to really go too much further with that and then the spirit of grace and supplication I looked at this and pondered it and the more I looked at it the more I recognized that what we said about grace is that it's the birth of the new day it's the birth of the new horizon And supplication aligns there, which speaks about bringing life into the world, doing whatever's necessary with God to see the new thing come about, to commit yourself in that way. And that goes wonderfully with Emmanuel. And it also goes wonderfully with then Jehovah Jireh, which was when Abram, was tested by Elohim, and he took his son Isaac up to the top of the hill, his only son. And um, there, God provided, and it was called Jera, which is often provide, but it really the place of seeing, and you can read that in the Bible. It's it it says it's called this because it's seeing. And when we, when we commit ourselves fully in what we are and our best to God, he will provide a way. But there's a commitment to the message, and there's a devotion to it. <clears throat> it's different than Yeshua. You, you know, you can lay your life down, but this business of birthing is different than that you have to be willing to give everything but it but it's a different kind of yielding of yourself and that's that's there and then finally judgment and burning which is the most high god which is the lord of hosts and which is the lord our banner those are all warfare dimensions of the heart of God, you've got, you've got most high, which is placement in a land taking the high places. It's what millions of people that are following a false religion will cry out Allahu Akbar, and they're really saying a derivation of Elion. They're saying God is great, we're saying most high. It's the same it's from the same root, but God in these last days is going to cause us to stand as as Abram. Remember when Melchizedek came and said, Blessed are you, Abraham, you are possessor of heaven and earth. You are you are you are that Cana of, of heaven and earth. You are laying claim and you are friend of the most high God. That's what we need to be demonstrating. And it it may be in direct battle over nations with this false religion. We'll see. We partner with the Lord of hosts, which is the angelic army, according to the plan of God. And we, we, we hold fast to what our mission is. You know, the Lord, our banner. And we need to remember what that was. You know, the Amalekites, who God is fighting against right now. He hates them right now. He said he would fight these, creatures, these people forever, throughout every generation. <laughs> and there is Moses on the top of the hill with his hands raised. And um, the Amalekites, those crafty warriors, cowardly warriors, really, who struck at at the weak places, who struck places that were not military, not well defended, don't we see that today? Um, That's a characteristic of the Amalekites, (laughs) and God hates that. And the banner was raised to defend against that. So we hold on to our purpose that's been given of God, our identity. And these types of attacks, God will thwart, and God will protect. And I just think that's so interesting that <clears throat> those three in particular characterize the warfare we were just describing. You've got, you've got that false god, which Satan says, I will be like the Most High. And um, so whether it's Muslim or whatever, you know if people are following the enemy he is they're trying to to um, come against what the Most High wants whether it's the Muslims or whoever it may be and then you've got these false principalities and the angelic fallen armies that are battling well we're standing with the host of the Lord according to the plan of God and as these wicked devices are launched against the world um with increasing things that people's hearts will fail them for fear, we need to trust the Lord our banner to defend us. As long as Moses' arms were raised, Israel prevailed, the Amalekites were put to flight. And we have to have that. <clears throat> we, we have to have Aaron and her. We have to have the priest that recognizes and welcomes the kingdom, and you have to have her that is constant in name meaning white who is concentrating on the ways of God and those three right there are our arsenal against the wicked one in these days so anyway I just felt led to piece those together and you know that there wasn't a verse that says thus says me put these beside each other but it does make sense And if you want to do something fun You just go through the names down the list and you you make declaration father i want to be your i want to be your friend i want to embrace your righteous vision and believe you and i want to know you in your heart and follow your plan and i will fill my place i will be where you want me to be doing what you want me to do and i will give my life to that mission i will embrace the full spirit of prophecy so that you will accomplish, you will restore things to their proper order. And I will walk with you in this, and I will yield myself to go where you want, to be trained by you, and that your power would flow uh, alongside and through me. And we're going to believe, Father, that people are going to be raised up who call upon your heart, and that even though sometimes it looks like what we love dearly is being lost. We're believing that you, as we yield ourselves, are going to provide in the nick of time. <coughs> you are the most high. Your angels are greater. Your banner over us exemplifies your love. I don't know. It's just it's, it's a good devotion. <laughs> um, just think that. So, Father, I thank you tonight for uh, the privilege of being a saint. Help us, Lord. Help us to thrive in this moment and to be everything you need us to be in it. We love you. I bless our saints here in this house and around the world, and I ask that you'll use this this offering that you've asked us to do with sackcloth, all we do is yield ourselves in meekness. It's you that shows yourself strong. You said in Joel to sanctify a fast, assemble the elders for the day of the Lord was coming and the power of Shaddai was going to be known. So teach us to fast before you, in strategic ways and let this be a beginning point we love you lord we 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 ask these things in your wonderful name amen thanks for being here tonight and thank you for tuning in everybody and uh, let's just tune in on sunday to see everybody dressing in black good good night